0: This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bearing witness that none has the right to be worshipped or unconditionally obeyed except for him. And we bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is his final messenger. We ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon him. The prophets and messengers that came before him, his family and companions that served alongside him. And those that follow in His blessed path until the day of judgment, and we ask Allah to make us amongst them. Allahumma Ameen. Dear brothers and sisters, if I was to tell you right now, perform a check on your heart. And do you feel like your heart is alive? Do you feel like you have chest pain? Do you feel like you're having a heart attack? You know, SubhanAllah, we live in the era of Google where suddenly if you start to feel something inside that's a little bit wrong, You go online and you search, what is the root cause, why am I feeling this way, what's happening? And when you think about this from a spiritual perspective, one of the beautiful features of the Sunnah of Rasulullah is that the Prophet is very specific in telling us how to diagnose amradul qulub, the diseases of the heart, and then how to cure those very specific diseases. But there's a general check that indicates where you stand and then you go into the specifics of the amrad of the various diseases, and we all struggle and just like our physical heart, we have to cater to it every single day to make sure that we keep it healthy or else we can lose it. And I wanted to start with a narration that is attributed to the Messenger by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, but more authentically narrated to anhu, He says, القلوب أربعة The hearts are of four types. قَالَ قَلْبٌ أَجْرَدْ فِيهِ مِثْلُ وَقَلْبٌ أَغْلَفٌ عَلَىٰ وَقَلْبٌ وَقَلْبٌ مُصْفَحِ He describes, عنه, four types of hearts. The first one, Is a heart that is ajrad. It is full, completely focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a heart that shines like a radiating lamp. Kalbun ajrad. It's full of something beautiful and it radiates light. You know when you see something that's so beautiful, you can't contain it behind anything. Subhanallah. The heart is so beautiful and the heart shines with that light. And then he said sallallahu alayhi wasallam, a heart that is sealed, a heart that is sealed and it has a knot tied around its seal. And then he said qalbun mankus, a heart that is upside down. And he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and a heart that is, that is wrapped, that is covered with something. Then he went on to say radiAllahu ta'ala anhu, that as for al-qalb al-ajrad, the heart that is like a polished radiating lamp. He said that is the heart of the believer. And what is causing it to radiate is the light of faith. And then he goes on to say As for the heart that is sealed, that is the heart of the disbeliever. وَأَمَّا الْقَلْبُ الْمَنْكُوسِ As for the heart that is turned upside down. فَقَلْبُ الْمُنَافِقِ ثُمَّ That's the heart of a hypocrite. It knew and then it dumped it. Belief came to it and then it dumped it out like a container is turned upside down and it dumps out all of the contents that could have cured that heart. And this is the most interesting one. He said, As for this heart that is wrapped up, it's not sealed, but it's wrapped up. It's a heart that has both Iman and Nifaq. It's fed by two sources belief and hypocrisy. As for the faith that is inside of it, the source of faith. It's like you have a stream of pure water that is going inside of it. So you have one stream that's giving it life. You know, when you have blockages in the heart, depending on how many blockages you have, that's going to determine the health of its pulse. Here you have the healthy stream, that stream of pure water that is going inside of it. As for the source of hypocrisy, that is inside of it, it's like an ulcer. And he goes on to say, That it is fed by pus and blood. And he said, ala al So whichever of the two streams is stronger at the moment, that is going to be the feature of the heart. So you have a heart that has some blockage, but it still has Iman inside of it. And this is the majority of people. The majority of people feed their hearts with contradicting sources. And so the heart never really stabilizes. So where is my heart health spiritually? I'm going to start off with what it is not. Because we live in a day and age where faith is about emotion only. How do I feel? How much do I weep? The intensity of the emotion is what determines the intensity of faith. And that is not an Islamic concept. And in fact, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she saw some people from the next generation, and she saw them collapsing in their salah, collapsing in their prayer. And she said the Sahaba of the Prophet <laughs> they didn't use to collapse in their prayer, but they had more iman in their hearts. So if you judge by the intensity of emotion, you would say these people who read and then they shake and collapse, are better than the companions of the Prophet <laughs> but the hearts of the Sahaba, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ta'ala anhum ajma'in, we're far more connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's not the intensity of the emotion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, idha wajilat Verily, the believers are those who when Allah is mentioned, wajilat their hearts tremble something deep inside that moves the heart. Rasulullah was like a kettle, a boiling pot of water when he would read the Quran. You could hear the buka, the crying from deep in his heart It wasn't the loud wailing that we might think of when we think of someone who's really crying, but it was something deep in the heart of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah ayatu imana wa ala subhanahu wa ta'ala says the believers are those who when Allah is mentioned something happens to their hearts their hearts tremble on the inside And then when they hear the Quran being recited, their faith is immediately increased, their Iman is immediately increased. That's the pure water that comes into the heart. And they depend fully on their Lord. So how do I judge where my heart is? I need to feel two things in order to have a healthy beating heart. And realize the healthy heart is not the one that gives you paralyzing pain. That you always feel pain, and you always feel something so harsh inside of you that you can't function. It's a heart that beats, that you're aware of, and that allows you to keep moving towards your journey. Towards that which is good for you. And so the believer's heart feels two things. The pulse of the believer's heart is two things. Number one, the pain of regret. The pain of regret when it sins. Number two, the pleasure of worship when it worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm going to start with the two basic fundamentals of a heart that is healthy when you want to check your heart health. The pain I feel of regret when I commit a sin, and the pleasure I taste when I worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what influences what influences those two things, Allah says, Allah When they turned away, Allah turned their hearts away. Allah doesn't strike your heart with something that is sudden that ruins you. But a person who consistently turns in a direction will find that their heart follows it naturally.. The worst situation are those who turn away and they commit spiritual suicide. They destroy their heart spiritually. And the opposite of that is those who strive in our path, we guide them. We open pathways. Clear the blockage of the heart. Now here's the thing. It has to come back to sitkut talab. What the ulama call sitkut talab the sincerity of your pursuit the Imam al-Muzani rahimahullah ta'ala he describes Abu Bakr As-Siddiq ta'ala anhu with a very beautiful descri- description he says ma sabaqa as-sahaba bi Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu did not necessarily surpass the companions because he prayed more than them and he fasted more than them وَلَكَنْ بِشَيْءٍ أَوْ بِسِرٍ فِي قَلْبِهِ But there was something in his heart that unlocked. قَلْبٌ أَجْرَتْ Something that just unlocked in the heart of Abu Bakr radiAllahu anhu, that the pulse of the heart of Abu Bakr was that when he heard the Prophet say anything, his heart directed towards it like no other human being on the face of the planet. From the generation of the Sahaba until the, the last person that breathes on this earth, no person's heart had that orientation of Sidq, that orientation of truthfulness, that when it hears Allah or the Messenger say, Aqbil, come forth, like the heart of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq And so, did he surpass many? With the quantity of his prayer? Absolutely. The gate of salah will be calling Abu Bakr on the day of judgment. And the gate of Sliam, the fasting, will be calling Abu Bakr on the day of judgment. And the gate of Sadaqah will be calling Abu Bakr on the day of judgment. Come here, come here. And the gate of jihad will be calling Abu Bakr on the day of judgment. And Dab Rayyan will be calling Abu Bakr on the Day of Judgment. All of the gates will be calling Abu Bakr on the day of judgment. But that's because his heart was towards every one of those Gates constantly. And that's something about them. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, his Murabbi, Salih al-Kaysan, Imam al-Haram, when he saw the father of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, Abdul Aziz ibn Marwan, he told him, listen, I want to tell you something about your son. So I want to tell you about your son. I've never met anyone who Allah occupied a greater part of his heart than your son Umar. His heart is radiating. It's looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't even have to remind it, it's there, always present. It's not lahiyah, it's not distracted. It's focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, here's the thing. What it comes down to at the end of the day is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah did not put two hearts in a single chamber. Allah did not give you two hearts, He only gave you one. And if your heart, one of the benefits of this ayah, if your heart seeks leth, if it seeks sweetness from ma'siyah, from sin, if it seeks sweetness from sin, Allah will not let that heart find sweetness in ibadah. It's not going to find sweetness in worship. Because the heart is seeking its sweetness, its joy, from binge-watching Netflix, from the gaze looking around, from listening to all sorts of things, from constantly nourishment, other than that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Your heart has another master. It has another source. You're causing blockage in your own heart. And Allah only gave you one heart to feed. And we, you know, the munafiq wears two faces, dul A person who has two faces has two hearts. Or, Or so he thinks he has two hearts. Right? I can feed this heart today, then I'll go to the masjid and read Qur'an and then everything will be okay. I'll listen to the khutbah and my heart will naturally awake. No, you only have one heart. You only have one heart. And where you seek the pleasure of that heart is where you're going to get it from. And it takes time. It takes time to taste halawatul iman to taste the sweetness of faith al thawq that sweetness al-ladha, that sweetness of ibadah of worship it takes time to get there doesn't come that quick but at the bare minimum you start with what good deeds make me happy bad deeds make me sad sounds very simple right qala alayhi salatu wassalam abi umama ta ta'ala anhu abu umama says that a man asked the prophet sallallahu iman what is faith if your good deeds make you happy and your bad deeds make you sad you're a mu'min you're a believer qala rasulullah wa and what is sin? Listen to the answer of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We have halal and haram, we have boundaries. But he said, nafsi fadahu. Something doesn't feel right inside of you, leave it. ma yuribuk yuribuk, leave that which causes you doubt for that which doesn't cause you doubt. You have a fitrah, you have something inside of you, a natural orientation, a healthy heart. This doesn't feel right doesn't sound right, it's not resonating with me. So the Prophet said, فَدَعْهُ Leave it at that moment. So you start with this. Regret is repentance. I don't like sinning. And I will perform Al-Fara'ah, the obligations. Ida sarratka hasanatuka fa anta mu'min You start with that. Good deeds give you a bare minimum of happiness. Bad deeds make you uncomfortable. At the very least, and the single most effective way to diagnose your heart at that point is to look at your relationship with the Quran. If the hearts were pure, they never become full of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never become full of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I want you to think about the physical heart. How do you know that your heart is not healthy? When you start jogging, what happens? You run out of breath. And here, spiritually, you run out of breath when you read the Qur'an. You read a couple of pages and you get tired and bored and you want to put it away. If the heart is pure, it doesn't become full. It has more breath. And what do you do when you physically want to increase your heart rate and be able to run longer? First, you run half a mile until your heart becomes adjusted. Then you can run a mile, then you can run two miles, then you can run three miles. The same thing is true with the Qur'an. That's why Ramadan is unnatural for the one who just picks up the Qur'an and tries to read it in Ramadan. It doesn't feel right. You run out of breath quickly. Because you're not jogging on a daily basis with your heart and keeping your heart towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. وَقَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ إِنَّ الَّذِي لَيْسَ فِي جوفه شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ كَالْبَيْتِ الخرب. That the one who doesn't have anything of the Quran in their hearts is like a destroyed house. اللهم نَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنَ الْعَجْزِ wal O oh Allah, we seek refuge in you from Al-Ajz, which is incapacity and Kasr and laziness. That starts with the Quran and Dua and your relationship with Ibadah. And the noon Al-Masri rahimahullah, he said just like if you're sick and you can't enjoy the taste of food, the same thing is true with Ibadah. If you're sick, it doesn't taste good. You don't taste the sweetness of your Ibadah. And so you have to remove the sickness and then increase the spiritual exercise. The good news is what? The good news is what? قال ابن الجوزي الله تعالى إذا وجدت في قلبك ظلمة بعد المعصية فأعلم أن في قلبك نورا. Beautiful saying. Someone asked me, is my heart dead or is it sick? Ibn al-jawzi said, if you feel a darkness in your heart after you commit a sin, then that's a sign that you have a light in your heart. Because ما وجدت تلك ظلمة. Had it not been for that light in your heart, you wouldn't have felt the darkness of sin. So you still have a pulse, alhamdulillah. But you have to work on it quickly and treat your sin with regret and recourse. With regret and recourse. Turn your heart back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah says, <laughs> Do they not? Find sweetness in reflection in the Quran or do they have locks on their hearts? You got to unlock the heart first. So treat your sin with regret and recourse. Treat your worship, your ibadah, the nourishment of the heart after you unlock it with repentance on a consistent basis and a regimen, a habit. If I were to ask you, what's your daily spiritual jog? What's your heart's jog every single day? What's your heart's exercise every single day? You tell me al sabah, the morning remembrance. You tell me I read this much Quran a day. You tell me I pray my sunnah when I can with my fara'id. You tell me how much ibadah you perform on a day. And that's that's to take a good pulse. But what do you pair that off with? Your brothers and sisters, you can't feed your heart junk food. Spiritual junk food. And the spiritual junk food on our phones and on our computers is a lot. You can't feed your heart spiritual junk food and then expect good exercise to do away with it. What's the source that you're putting in? What's the exercise that you're putting out? SubhanAllah, you find every book of tazkiyah, between ridding yourself of destructing flaws and taking advantage of the means of salvation between tahdhib and nafs wa riyadat al-nafs disciplining the self and then exercising the self and the Prophet that I'm taught Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min qalbin la yakhsha wa min in la yusna' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa in la yanfa' kana sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to sallallahu alayhi wa sallam seek refuge in Allah from a heart that doesn't have humility from a dua that doesn't ascend the skies, from a nafs, a self that is never full, that constantly is craving, and from knowledge of no benefit. We ask Allah to cure our hearts, to connect our hearts to the Quran, to connect our hearts to divine revelation, and to bring out of them that which resembles the practice and the way of our Messenger وسلم, and his family and his companions. Allahumma wa الله reyuh laikum wa risale al-muslimin fa rahim. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الاحياء منهم والاموات انك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا واعف عنا ولا تعذبنا ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم انك عفو كريم وتحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم اغفر لوالدينا رب ارحمهما كما ربونا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا لا ترزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمه إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا اغفر للمؤمنين وللمؤمنات اللهم مصر إخوان المصطضعين في مشارك الأرض ومغاربها اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا الإخوان من بينهم سالمين إبعاد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتاءد القرب وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون يذكر الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعمائه يزد لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون واقول